Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wolverine Nation, welcome to Go Blue Players with J&J. You're listening to Jared Bunch, your former Michigan Wolverine podcaster, bringing you reviews, previews, opinions, and locker room chatter. Again, we're off, but I'm leaving you with the continuation of my interview with Jim Brandstatter. We'll be back in two weeks, but in the meantime, enjoy what Jim and I talked about. Fans, subscribe to the Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes if you haven't already. And if you haven't become a follower on the blogtalkradio.com, become one to win exclusive autograph gifts and tickets to the games. This is Ward Manuel, Athletic Director at the University of Michigan. You're listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. This is going to bring me up to, there's two things that I want to talk about specifically about this team. One that's really close to you. The offensive line. I would my now myself personally, uh, and when when talking to Jamie, I've always said to this, and he 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 didn't agree with me, but the offensive line to me did not play. I mean, as if they were bullies. And what I what do I mean by that? I mean, when you are a championship team, you line up. And if we can call the play out loud and say, we're running the ball right here, stop us, okay? <laughs> and we dare you to try to stop us. And sometimes they'll stop you. A bully would say, we're running the ball right here, and it doesn't matter, you're not going to stop them. Anytime that we had, like, uh, close opportunities, we were stopped. I mean, um, yeah. For- no, I, you know what, Jared? I do not disagree with you. Uh, I thought our defensive line was great. And the yes. rotation was great. I thought our skill positions outside, you know, J.U. Chesson, Mar Darbo, uh, Grant Perry, uh, they were great receivers. I thought our tight ends were unbelievable. They were outstanding. The running backs I thought were really good. I thought our quarterback played really well. Um, I thought our secondary was outstanding. But I thought our offensive That's line it. was just good. And, and if you want to win national championships and you want to be where you really want to be, you got to be great. And you've got to have some guys up there that that when Ohio State puts eight in the box in a fourth quarter and you need a first you down, get you get it. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. And and I, I would agree that if, if there were one area that I, I would like to see kind of, I don't want to say get a little, not tougher. I mean, they were tough kids. They're, they're hardworking kids. But, I, I mean, That's... a little chip on your shoulder, kind of spit in your eye kind of attitude where, you know, we are not That's, going to be stopped. I don't care what you do, buddy, but you ain't going to stop us. We're coming after you. We're coming off 
We're going to run isolation. We're going to run bunch in there on your inside linebacker. And we're going to run a tailback off his right cheek. And we're going to get six. Period. Period. And, 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 And I would agree that they weren't as good as I think they needed to be. And two games, I think, proved that. If you need evidence for Jamie, just say, when we really needed to we against couldn't. Iowa, we couldn't. And when we really we needed couldn't. to against Ohio State, and- we couldn't. And the other thing is, Wilton Spate this year was unbelievable. But I thought that one of the things that was most surprising, and as, as you watched him, you had to kind of like this about him, the ability of him to move in the pocket and get away from pressure and still make plays. That was amazing from Wilton. But with that being said, maybe he had to get away this, from a little too much. This pressure. is what I'm saying. This is you know, you know, maybe maybe he wasn't protected as much That's as we what I like wanted to bring that up with you as a offensive as a former offensive line for Michigan. How did you feel? Uh, now, obviously, this team passed more than probably. The four years that you that you were at Michigan, they probably passed more, right? In the one season, and and they passed more. They passed more in three right. games, and, than we and passed for all me, season. I would say half the season, right? We didn't pass the ball as much, but yeah. we in my senior year, we gave up one sack the entire year, one, one. And I'm sorry to say, it was my man that got the sack. I missed the blitz. If I'd have picked up the blitz, it would have been the whole season none, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, you know, you know, I got it. We should have, we should have never brought you, you know, out of you know, Ashton, I got Ohio. it. I got it. But, um, man, I saw I saw the quarterback go down so many times in the, uh, per game that I was I, I was like, man, the game has really changed. Has has really really changed. Especially if you get sacked once, well, Bo was like, "All right, that's it. We're not passing anymore. Forget that." We're- <laughs> exactly. He would never go back. The one thing I think too that that, that that all of us have to remember, and I, I agree with this. I'm old school, and I thought we got too much pressure. Period. I mean, that's just where I'm from. But but defenses these days are really very big on pressure, and and they have athletes that run that play linebacker that are outstanding players. Uh, Guys like Jabril Peppers, who who are very difficult to block, and and defensive coordinators put them in positions to make plays because the way the defense is playing now, it's about if you create a negative play for almost certain, if you get somebody in a second and 14 or a third and 12, you're going to get the ball back. They're not going to convert. And and, and that's what Michigan's defense did. I mean, they kept their opponents at like 20% third down conversions, which is unheard of. But but that's the way defenses are played. That being said, it still frosted me that we gave up sacks and that we couldn't pound the ball when we really needed to. And and, and that, that goes to the whole, I think, offensive line, tight ends, uh, running backs, missing blitzes, the, all kinds of little things like that. But that's where we need to, I think, shore it up a little bit to get to where we really need to be. You take a look oh. at Alabama. They they're not oh, they're not a weakness no. there. When when they want to come after you and run that ball, guess what? They line up with two tight ends. They run a guy in motion and H back about 280. They got a fullback that's 240 and they give the ball to a running back who's 230 and it's second down and three. That I can live Period. with. Uh, yeah, I could live with it too. Uh, that's why I mean people Sometimes they question when I say, but 
the fact of the matter is, uh, in that Ohio State game, when we needed to get, we had the ball with five minutes left. That yeah. was. Jared, we had the ball. Jared, in the fourth quarter, we had the ball with the lead three times. That's, that's, you know, and, and we get five yards of total offense out of those three possessions. Uh, now, I, you, I think throwing the ball is important. You I think you've got to do that. you gotta, you, you got to change up on them sometimes, and, and I understand that. And, and, and that goes to the offensive coordinator, what kind of calls you want to make. But, but, but when it really comes down to it, when you do that, and the game's on the line, there are two things you have to do. You have to be able to run the ball effectively and get first downs, and you have to protect your quarterback because they're bringing everything to t- try to create that negative play. No mental mistakes and no physical mistakes in pass pro. And on a couple of occasions against, well, Spade got hurt against Iowa because we let a guy come free. We got a, 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 a end man of the line of scrimmage who didn't even get blocked. We missed an assignment. He drilled Spade. Spade hurt his shoulder. He wasn't available for Indiana because we missed a guy at the end of the line of scrimmage that somebody should have picked up. That happens, but if you're great, you can't allow it. Well, to this offensive line is is um, there's some redshirt freshmen, or the, the, there's some seniors, or some redshirt seniors. Is it gonna next year? Are, are we gonna see uh, like uh, a whole new crop of guys, or is it just gonna be you know? You'll probably see three new guys up there. I mean, I think Mason Cole who's been a starter since his freshman year, has another year, and he'll probably come back. Ben Bredesen is a true freshman, and he started at left guard this year. Uh, but the rest of the guys, Kalis, Magnuson, uh, and, and Braden, are all fifth-year seniors. So, yeah, you're going to see some uh, some new guys up front. Now, one of them might be John Runyon's kid. He did not play at all this year because of an injured shoulder, but he's up there in the offensive line. And, that's one of the things that I think is going to be the biggest uh, spot you look uh, in spring football is, is who's going to step in and, and play in, in that front. Now, the other thing is, is will Grant Newsom be able to come back from a knee injury? I don't know whether you knew it about Jared, but Grant Newsom, who started the left tackle, that knee injury he had, it was really bad. Uh, he was in the hospital Whoa. for like 21 days. Yeah, it was not just an ACL or one of those deals. It there was some blood situation going on where there was an artery that was involved. And I mean, he had, I don't know, but six, seven surgeries and, and just to see Grant up and walking literally a, a month after the injury was, it was a big deal. And so I don't know how well he's going to be able to come back. So there are a lot of guys that are going to vie for the starting offensive line positions. And to me, that's going to be one of the real major issues in this spring is developing that five well, front. Good thing is that the defensive line doesn't have that same problem. Even though we'll we'll be losing a couple, or I think Warmly and uh, Taco Taco Char. Warm, Warmly and Taco are going to be gone. Monet will be back. Uh, Ryan Glasgow is a fifth year senior. He'll be gone. But uh, Maurice Hurst, now he's got another year. He's been talking about maybe looking at coming out, but Maurice. His dad played for New England, and, and he doesn't know. Chase Winovich will be back. The great, that, that young freshman, Rashawn Gary, you know, will be back. Uh, they've got Garrett Miller, who's got another year. He can be back. So it, it depends. And then there's some young kids coming in that uh, 
we're, we're freshmen that, that still, you know, are going to get a look next season. But they have a good base to start with. Probably won't be as uh, as athletic and as star-laden as this year's, but, but they're going to be some guys that can play. And I think that, that our defensive ends with, with Winovich and Rashawn Gary, they're going to be a, a real hard couple of guys to handle well, for anybody they, out there. They did play very well. I mean, even with the the depth that they they were able to, you know, really cycle those guys in through. through. So yep. hopefully next year um, they'll have some some new guys that can do the same thing. If not, I mean, they play as a – it's so hard to say. I mean, not say, but it's so hard to think that these guys were last year playing on Friday night. Yeah, I know. It's when yeah. you see some of them play and they were a true freshmen. Hey, this what I'm looking at this kid, Devin Asiasi, this tight end. I mean, he's a true freshman, Jared. He's out of Sherwood, California. 6'3, 287. And 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 and, and uh Terry right. Wheatley's son. He's in his Second year, six six two seventy six. I mean, give me a break. Those guys, those guys would have been. And they're not just big, funky like me. They they can run. No, they can. They can run. That's uh, that's the weird deal. Is like, you know, you look at the guy and you go, "What's he doing with a tight end? Shouldn't he be with the offensive lineman?" And then you look at him run, and he runs like a wide receiver. So so tight end, they're going to be good, and they've got wonderful running backs. Uh, Chris Evans and Karan Higdon are both back. You know, Drake Johnson, the kid from uh, right. Ann Arbor Pioneer, he's he's uh, petitioning to get a sixth year because he's had a couple knee injuries, and he he might be back. Plus, they've got freshman Kingston Davis, some kids you've not even heard of, Kareem Mitchell. Uh, there There's some guys that are going to, I think, running back and wide receiver. They're set. They've got Grant Perry and Drake Harris, uh, Kakoa Crawford, another California kid from Santa Margarita. Um, and Let me ask you something, uh, though. Yeah, they got they have talent, but one thing that I, I mean, I couldn't say that I, I didn't like because it's not I didn't like it, but it was like it had to be frustrating for them. Is that they never chose like one running back. This is the running back that's going to be the guy throughout, you know, throughout the year. But Devion. Yeah played most of the time where he would start, but they, they would always put Chris Evans in. They'd throw Ty Isaac in there a little bit. They'd throw um, – right. is it was there – I mean, was there a reason? That, were they trying to just get that competition or or did not one you person know, just I, like, I, you know – like, for example, you know, like Jamie. I, you never see that. We, when we You wouldn't see Jamie and – Jamie was right. always in there, yeah. I mean – I, you know, Jared, I think this is a little bit like this is what Jim Harbaugh does. I think he's not a – unless one guy just says, I separate myself and I will be your guy. And and I think Frank Gore did that when they were in San Francisco together because Gore didn't come out very much when Jim was coaching. I don't think he's, he's against it. I just think that he felt that Chris, for instance, gave him home run speed, you know, and, and, and the ability to shake and bake. And make a guy miss, and you know, turn a fifteen-yarder yeah. into a sixty-yarder. And and Davion was more of a power back that you know you could you know wear the other guy down with. And uh, Karan Higdon also a little bit more of a speed guy, but with power. And so I think they kind of chose guys for what what they did best. And and I think it kept them all happy. And they all 
we're told, and this is the way Jim does it, you compete in practice and you'll get playing time on Saturday. So all of them got better. Now, there's going to be three, or two or three more in the mix next year. Davion's gone and Ty Isaac is gone. So there are going to be two or three more in the mix next year. And unless one of them separates it, I'll be quite the honest. Same. I think you'll see maybe the same thing. Is, is Ty Isaac good? I, I, I think what he I is thought. good. I mean, uh, they, he showed flashes where, you know, early on. Well, he, yeah, he was, a, he was Southern Cal, a recruit. And he, and he transferred to Michigan. And, and, and he got he fumbled some last year, and he kind of got in Jim's doghouse. But this year, I mean, he had a whale of a game against right. Rutgers. He, he's, he's got the ability. He's a good – He's big. first of all, he's big. I mean, 6'3", 230. He can, he can pick up blitzes. He's almost fullback size, but he's got enough yeah. wiggle. You always call it wiggle. Uh, to, you know, to make guys miss, and he can still run over people. I, I like Ty Isaac as a back, but again, he was one of those guys that he just never was able to separate himself enough to 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 get you know the majority yeah. of carries. Yeah, well, I, I, that's where I was always, you know, my running backs. I would have loved to have seen two of them to, in the backfield together. You know, if they put. Well, they did that late. They did that later on. They put Evans right. and Davion in the backfield in yeah. the shotgun. Uh, at times together, and tried to run draws and and throw throw uh, uh, passes into the flat with them. But again, you 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 think about the defense. A lot of this stuff, and again, I go back to the the defense these days. I mean, you've seen football. There are so many athletes out there. I mean, they've got linebackers that are two hundred and thirty pounds that that absolutely fly. I mean, that that I'll never forget. I give you a quick story. Um, so we go down and play Alabama with Brady Hoke's team in uh, Dallas at the beginning of the year, right? And and they got, I think, C.J. Mosley or something. He's their middle linebacker. He's like 242. Our running back at the time was Fitz mm-hmm. Tucson, right? So we got a place set up, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, my God, we got the linebacker matched up with our running back. That's a good matchup for us. So Fitz runs out into the flat. Denard throws in the ball. And C.J. Mosley at all 242 pounds beat Fitz out there. And, and and I asked Brady, I said, how do you beat that? He said, you recruit Mosley. <laughs> That's the only way to beat it is to get a guy that can do it. And and, and that's, that, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with some guys out there that can really fly and run, and, and they they can match up. Some of these coaches know I got a 235-pound back on a two or linebacker on a 215-pound scat back, and my 230-pound guy can run with him. Which which leads me to this this next conversation is that's Jabril Peppers and and Mister Everything man. I mean he played quarterback, running back, inside linebacker, uh, outside linebacker, defensive back, covering man on and and he's then in dark. <laughs> He literally had 13 positions he played this year. He lined up at 13 positions. And played them all very well. He yeah, had, did. He has a chance this weekend with the, the Heisman Trophy. I, I think he does, but I think the kid from uh, Clemson right. probably wins it. Deshaun but, Watson, the quarterback. Down yeah. there. But Jabril, I, I really was very impressed with this, uh, with the young man. I mean. Oh, he's. Jared, he, he and and the thing that's amazing about him is he 
he's not, you know, a, a me, me guy. I mean, he just, he likes, he likes doing it because he can, you know, uh, you ask him about it. He goes, I really like it. It's fun to play offense. It, 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 and, and, and he likes doing it. And they gave him the read option where, where he's actually looking at the end and reading it. I mean, you don't just teach a kid. That kid's got to be, he's so instinctive. You know, he, he just gets it. I mean, and, and, and I'll never forget asking Mike Zordich, who's one of the defensive back coaches, I said, what's it like when he goes, you know, he goes away and you don't get him? He says, look, the thing that's amazing about Jabril is he makes a mistake. He doesn't make it again. He's just, you tell him, this is what happened. This is what we need you to do. You made a mistake there. And he goes, okay, coach, thanks. And you that's never it. have to tell him again. He's just, he's just that good, that instinctive at, at knowing what's going on and how to play the game. And uh, I think he's going to be great at the next level too. He's, he's, a, he's, he's first of all, athletically as good as I've seen. He's, I mean, the thing against me is he closes on a, on a ball carrier or he closes on a quarterback or when he gets to the, uh, he made a run against uh, Rutgers where he was taking the ball as a quarterback and they ran a quarterback sweep left and he gets to the edge. And at, at one point, it was almost like one of those weird things you see on special effects in the movies. It's like Jabril was going in fast motion and everybody else was going in slow motion. Yeah. But it was live. That that yeah. can't be. But Jabril just kind of went zip and everybody else went. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's gone and he's scoring a touchdown. And I looked at Deirdre, we're doing the color. And I went, did you see what I just saw? And he goes, yeah, I don't believe it either. And it was just, he's got that special acceleration that only the really great ones have. Well, he's, he is a special one, that's for sure. And people have said, just like you, um, they're giving the uh, Heisman to somebody else. But I really think that he has a chance. I, I mean, you might know something more than I mean, because you're you're in college. Look, I don't I, I don't know more <laughs> I because think, I think like, no, I don't know I don't I don't know anymore because last year I'm a voter, and last year I thought Dylan McCaffrey right, from right, uh, right. Did, did more right. for that team than any player I, I've seen maybe right. since Woodson. You know, he played offense, right. defense, special teams. He threw the ball. He did. He did just about everything except give water to the guys on the bench. And I voted for him first and Derrick Henry second, and Henry won it from Alabama. And, uh, and and so I don't know much of anything. I know that Jabril is, is, is as far as I'm concerned, one of the most versatile players that yeah. I've ever seen play the game. I mean, he can do stuff, and it's not just – they don't just put him in there to do right. it. He does it yes. well. You know, he, he's not just, you know, a uh, – they're not just trying to put a – you know, put him out there as an oddity. He really does it. I mean, he's not just out there to show off. He's out there because he does it, and he makes the team better when he's out there. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, we we talked about a lot, man. I, I, I'm I'm glad to have you on, and I mean, you. I'm glad to be on. Yeah, I'm finally glad you we have been cool. a part of the Michigan replay. Uh, what are, what is it called? Is Michigan replay and now inside Michigan football since. Since nineteen eighty, have you have you missed any since, year since nineteen eighty? Thirty-seven years now. I've been wow. doing that program, and you yeah, also do uh, uh, the Lions too. Detroit Lions, yeah. This is my thirtieth year doing Detroit Lions football. 
I'm the color analyst for the line. Oh wow. You know, I still I still they they have on on YouTube, they still have some Michigan replays. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the old ones. I I watched them over. Jared, that's back that's back when I had hair. <laughs> See, oh and uh oh uh, I watched one a couple weeks ago about uh after it was the Michigan Michigan versus Iowa game and Bo was not happy, boy. Do you might remember he he we it was when it was one against two. Yep, the that was the game Harbaugh was in. Yes, uh, yep. the last time Harbaugh was in Iowa was for that game, and the the next to last time yes. was this past year, and we got beat yes. by a point in that yeah. one. And uh, he wasn't yeah, happy. Bo Bo came back. You doing that show with Bo that Saturday night when we got back from Iowa? That yeah. was not fun to do. Because he didn't want to talk, he was in one of those moods where he just he wanted to chew nails, and I was trying to get him to talk about it, and he was giving me the evil eye, and it was uh, one of those moments. But uh, I miss him to this day, Jared. I, I I still do. I used to go into the Schembechler Hall, and when he was retired, and walk down the hallway. You oh, remember his sure. office up there? No. Uh, you know, and I remember it used to be great. You used to walk by his office door and you peek in and he goes, Hey, <laughs> yep. get in here. Yeah. And, yeah. and you'd go in yeah. and sit down and he'd ask you about the family and what you were yeah. doing and how much <laughs> money you were making and where you hamburgers and whether you wanted to go out and have the onion rings. I mean, you, did, you could talk about anything except football and still have a great conversation with him. And I, I miss those days. Yeah. I miss it. One of the great ones, you'd love this. He used to have a, a press box booth in the old Michigan Stadium press box right next to the radio booth. So we used to get done with our radio pregame show, and we'd do five minutes, and then we were on tape for about 45, and then we'd come back and we'd do the game and start with kickoff. So in that 45 minutes we were in tape, I would walk across and I would just pay him a visit as he's sitting there getting ready. One day I walked in. And he's sitting around in front of the riser. And I, I poked my head around. And I went, hey, coach, how you doing? He goes, Jim, get over here. And I said, what's up? He goes, we are not ready to play. Look at them. They, they are not warming up properly. They're lollygagging around out there. Jim, we are going to get beat today if they don't. Now, we're playing somebody that we're favored by 30. And he's telling me, we're not going to win this game, Jim. Look at them. The lollygag. What is that stuff holding hands? Let's get out there and play. Jim, I'm telling you, we are not ready to play. I'm thinking this guy's been retired for, what, eight years, and yet he's still passionate about Michigan and how they warm how up, they warm for up. God's sake. Uh, that was, isn't that, yeah. in, he uh, just was such a beautiful warm. guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That's the God's I'm truth. sure you have uh, all kinds of stories, but what would be – um, your most memorable is that was that one or the most memorable uh, situation or, or uh, interview or, uh, or that you had with him? I've got so many. Uh, I think one of the ones that uh, I'll never I'll never forget was I was working up at Saginaw and uh, it was after the vote from the Big Ten Conference. And this is right after my career started. And and this is why Bo was such such a, so good to his former players, and 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 you could tell that he 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 truly appreciated them, 
for staying with him and, and playing for him because there was a vote after the 10-10 tie. And I had gotten a job. I was working up in Saginaw at a TV station. I was just starting in the business. And I had gotten down late, and he had been doing a press conference, and he was really mad about this. And he, he, he was like Harbaugh after the Iowa State game. He was in a bitterly disappointed. Well, I was in the back, and I didn't get some of the stuff that he had done because my camera had screwed up, and I didn't have the great equipment. And, and I, I saw him afterwards, and I said, Bo, if you don't mind. I, I, and he looked at me, and he gave me that look like, what are you? I don't want to do this. I'm already. But he was kind enough to stop. He helped me out. I put the microphone in there, and he gave me an absolute perfect interview with the same kind of passion of how upset he was. It was just as good as he gave the mm. national networks. And I'll never forget that, that he didn't have to do that. But because I was a former player, I was in the business, he knew that I needed yeah. his help. And even under those circumstances, he, he gave me that interview and, and, and it, with all the fire and brimstone in his, in his voice. And I remember going back to Saginaw and, and playing it on our newscast. And we just had a little podunk. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just a tiny little TV station I was working at at the time. Everybody in the place came up, patted me on the back, said, how did you get in? My God. You got bow after that lot. Way to go. And, and it just, I mean, even as I think about it today, uh, it gives I me goosebumps. I was just about to say that. I felt that. that he, I felt that. Yeah, yeah, he did that for me. Uh, and, and I just thought, you know, those are those, are those moments that uh, that are special. That uh, And that, that had nothing to do with football. He kicked me in the butt. I can't <laughs> tell you how many times. He called, me, he called me names that I can't repeat on anything, even a podcast. And yet the one I remember is that moment when, when he took me kind of under his wing and helped me in a career yeah. move. Hey, what, very briefly, um, while we close this up, is uh, Les Miles has been, um, you know, he's pretty much he's a free agent. Do you think he'll end up in with a team uh, this year or? I do. I do. I think he wants to coach. I think, he want, I think he's not done yet. Uh, we saw him at the Indiana game. You know, he came up to the Michigan game. Uh, you'd have loved it. He, he was wearing his Michigan hat, uh, and, and he hung out with Wangler. <laughs> oh, Wangler's Wangler. tailgate. <laughs> yeah, and 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 he just he just felt like it was part of it. He was home. He, we sat down with Deardorff and I, and he said, "This is so much fun." My wife and I, we walked over to wow. where we met. They met in the parking lot over by wow. the track and tennis building by Ferry Field. He said, "We I, we haven't done wow. that since we met." And he said, this is so much fun. And I think he enjoyed it. But the one question we asked him, we got him on the broadcast and said, uh, and Deardorff asked him, I said, Les, you done or are you going to coach again? And he looked at us. He had that twinkle in his eyes. He says, I want to coach again. So I don't know where it might be. There, some people are talking Houston because right. Houston lost their coach to uh, Texas. Right. Right. Uh, but I think, I think Les would be a great coach for some outfit that's, you know, just right. on the cusp. That, that right. give him five, six, seven years, and he could get you back right. to where well, you need. There to was be. A, a surprise, surprise. and uh, that Indiana's coach was, and, you know, uh, he resigned or was let go. Yeah, he, he was let go. I was surprised at that too. You know that that team under his under Kevin Wilson broke fifty six. I know records in their in, in, in historical records. I, I thought, what are you thinking? You know, they've been as good as Indiana's been. Over the years, and to let that guy go, I thought that was I a mistake. I think it goes back to, I mean, he was really a, one of those old school coaches, and uh, uh, he was 
kind of tough. I, I mean, I, I, we we talked early on about the yeah. you know the new era of of, of you know with the, and I think yeah. that was yeah. um, something that. Look at hey, and look at look at Jared. I mean, think about that. What you just said, you're right. But but look at the old school guys that are out there right now. Winning. Nick Saban, winning. Jim Harbaugh, Urban Meyer. No. They're not doing too bad, are they? And yet, people are getting rid of the but old I, school guys. But I think that goes to they are old school, but they have modified to new school era. You know what I mean? They're they're old school. Yeah, their administration or their alums want something else. Uh, it may not be, you know what? Maybe it's not sexy enough. I don't know. But I'm telling you what, you know what's sexy? Winning. It, it, Winning. it answers all. It cures all. <laughs> you know you know what Monty Clark, the old Detroit Lion coach, once told me? He said, winning is the Period. best deodorant. <laughs> Period. It makes everything smell just a little bit better. Period. And that's great, man. Hey, it yeah. was such a pleasure to have you on, man, just to talk. Hey, I, I'm an, I, you're one of my favorites anyway, Jared. Gerard. I, <laughs> you're, you're one of okay, my favorites man, anyway. And, and I, I have always followed your acting career. I was waiting for you to do the next, hey, the Black Godfather. Oh, who told you? Who told I you? I thought you were going to be Who told you? Bunch. You going to do it? I like I would like it. Can I be, can oh I be Santino? <laughs> no, but I do have I do have a couple projects coming out, man. And you know, and and one well, of the things that I that I, people have be, that have keep coming up to me about is to do something. Um, Michigan, uh, you know, the running back coach with is with Terrell Burton, and I forgot the guy who came after Terrell. But from nineteen, yeah, Greg Jackson, Jackson. Or, or not, or not Greg, yeah, Fred, Fred. but he's not there now. Where he's at high school, he's at a high school team now, right? Yeah, he's in high school. He, he was high from school coach, yeah. 1969 up until last year or two years ago, whatever. It was only two running back coaches at Michigan. Two. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's pretty amazing. And look at how many top-notch running backs came out of there. Oh man, I, I yeah. No, Michigan is. I, I just Michigan gets great players and they they know how to coach them up and uh, you're one of them. I mean, you know, Jamie. Uh, there are a bunch of them out there that, that that have played really really well. Anthony, uh, I keep thinking about these oh. guys that uh, that were running backs that just did the job. Rob Lytle way back in the yeah. day. You know, Terrell Burton was his coach. <laughs> the list goes. That's you know, it was Gerald White who brought it up to me. He's like. Right, you know, yeah, and, Gerald White, Perriman, Rick, yeah, yeah Butch Wolf, yeah, all of them. I, I, and I see Butch, I see Butch uh, every once in a while when we're doing. He's still down. He's, and, he's still yes, down and Texas, man, you should he? see him. He still looks good, man. He he's he's in shape. Yeah, you know when Troy was playing up here, I did get a chance to see him. Come yeah, down. he does look good. You know, it's like uh, so. I'm gonna figure out something. Well, you just hey, all I know is you make sure you keep me informed of what you're doing because I love to watch your work. Uh, you've you've become an actor and a very good one, and I, I really enjoy watching you. You know, do well, and and you're one of my. <laughs> That's why you were hey you were an old. You know what? Seriously, you're a fullback, but I would take you into the brotherhood <laughs> of the offensive line. There you go, because <laughs> you. 
you oh spent a lot gosh. of time swapping, swapping yeah. paint on your helmet with the other guy's yeah. linebackers. And that was a red badge of courage in my eyes. So yeah. you're okay in my book, <laughs> well, Gerard. I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> I, I appreciate it very much. And I'm, I'm glad that I finally got a chance to get you on and just talk about football, man, and, and this team and where it has come from and where it's the tradition that is still rising to the top, man, the leaders and best. Uh, uh, <laughs> Amen. Brother. And as, as always, we, we are that part of that, uh, that M club. Michigan man, Michigan yep. man. So, absolutely, absolutely. And at any time, you just give me a call. I got this ringer thing figured out now. Uh, anytime we want, you want to talk, okay, I'm, I'm oh, ready for you. Quickly, you know the the the, uh, yeah. the the bowl game, and uh, we're playing Florida or Florida State, Florida State, Florida, Florida State. State. Any yeah. uh, scouting report on Florida State and what you what you think you expect out of this game? Well, you know what? They're they're pretty good. Um, hold on a second. I gotta turn that. Uh, I gotta admit that. I had a phone call. Never mind. Uh, I'm sorry. That, yeah. that happens. I got. Uh, here's the deal. Florida State had real high expectations at the beginning of the year, and then Louisville just crushed them, and they kind of fell off the map. Then they got beat by Clemson and North Carolina State in two really close games uh, by, like, three points. So they've lost three, but they got one of the best running backs in the country in Dalvin Cook. And and he carry, he's he's the guy you were talking about. He's their featured back. They'll give him the ball 20, 25 times a game. Um, their quarterback is a very good athletic quarterback that's a dual-threat guy that can throw it pretty well. Uh, Francois is his last name. And, uh, and and defensively, they've given up a lot of points. They've got one of the best defenders, I think the defensive player of the year in the ACC. But but the weird thing is that they've given up some points. Like they gave up 60 to uh, to Louisville. And and you wonder, you wonder if they're giving up that many points, then even though they, they may have good numbers, they, they, they have had some issues stopping the other guy. I think we're really balanced, maybe the most balanced type of team they've t- seen. And maybe the most physical. So, so I think we've got a we got a very good shot. Now, to me, it all goes to how, how each team is going in there emotionally. Uh, Michigan coming off two losses in their last three games, a bitter defeat to Ohio State. They had designs on getting into the playoff, didn't make it. How are how are we going to be when we get down there? If it's about sending the seniors out and it's about making a statement and leaving a legacy, I think we're going to be a really hard team to beat. And how are they feeling? Do they feel like, mm. you know, they're just, you know, going through the motions and that they're not in the national championship, which, which they thought they were supposed to be earlier in the year? Are they going to come in with, you know, a little chip on their shoulder? Or are they just going to kind of come down there? I mean, I, I already believe that we're going to have probably two to one fans over Florida State. So I think that the, the, the stadium is going to be more Michigan than it is Florida State. So we'll see, but I, but I think it's going to be a tough game. They're athletic as they're as athletic as anybody. Um, the question to me is the motivation uh, on each on each team. Uh, it's a great matchup, maybe the best matchup of all the Bulls outside of the top four. Right. You know right. the the first right. you know the final four. Uh, so I think it'll be and, and it's all by itself on uh, Friday night, December thirtieth. 
So it should have a great uh, a great number that's on great. television too. Uh, that's great. Looking forward to it. Uh, I might even might go. I don't I don't know. Last. Hey, we would love to if, have you on if down, I'm down there. there I will down. definitely look you up and and be right with you. It, Good for you. I, I would love happens. to see. Okay, you. bro. As always, hey, thanks, it's great, great talking to you. you. And uh, that is it. Now, after I'm I'm gonna hang up, but don't close your browser yet it's gonna download okay but okay. good talking to you as always there's a michigan man talk to you later bro fans subscribe to the go blue players with jnj on itunes if you haven't already and if you haven't become a follower on the blogtalkradio.com become one to win exclusive autograph gifts and tickets to the games this is ward manuel athletic director at the university of michigan you're listening to go blue players with J and J. You've been listening to Go Blue Players with J and J. I'm Jared Bunch. We'll be back in two weeks with my co-host, Jamie Morris, to discuss the previews of our upcoming Orange Bowl competition with Florida State. Go Blue! Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.